Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the internet talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final quarter of Tony's Game Lounge Season 7. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And joining us this week, he is back. He is the secondary voice of this podcast. You hear him every week alongside me in the form of the little the little segment introductions. Uh, it's it's our it's our sports insider, John Flatters. Always a pleasure, tones the bones. I can't wait to uh, dive into the. <laughs> I can't wait to dive into it today. It's always a treat, buddy. It, it is always a treat to get you on. As of course, if and if you if you're a regular of this podcast, you would know that whenever we bring our boy John on, we are talking sports for our main focus. But we are covering, of course, all the gaming news that still happened this past week. And kind of like a hybrid of the two things together. So uh, you you also get to see me struggle uh, with sports stuff because sometimes I'm prepared, sometimes I'm not. I don't watch that many sports, but I've gotten better ever since I started working at my uh, my real job. (laughs) Well, and and it's like what I try to struggle through when you start talking about any of the games that have been made or or perfected in the last 20 years. I'm still stuck on the old Xbox 360, the retro. Exactly. It's it's a it's a nice combo that it's a nice dynamic that we bring to the table, John. Oh, for sure. I can't wait. Yes, and to kick things off today, our headline of the week, we got one of the most unexpected, at least unexpected to me, I was never expecting this game to get a sequel, but it's getting a sequel, and that's Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. This was, of course, a platform fighting game developed by Nickelodeon and their studios. It's set to release later this year. Uh, I, from the sound of it, they're bringing back all the characters that were in the first game, and they're adding two new characters, Squidward and Jimmy Neutron. Currently, there's obviously going to be more announcements of characters that they'll announce. They're getting all characters getting overhauled voice acting, an entire visual overhaul to the entire game, uh, new, uh, obviously, move sets for everyone to make it more unique. Uh, movement overhaul, so analog inputs over digital inputs, which was in the first one. Uh, meter mechanic, which we haven't seen in a platform fighting game since uh, PlayStation All-Star Battle Royale or whatever that one was called. And it's getting a roguelike story campaign for single player. And I just got to say, the first Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl was not good. I'm sorry. It just wasn't good. I hated how it controlled. However, with them updating the movement stuff, this one might do a lot better. But I feel that platform fighters have kind of taken this downward spiral, especially since, you know, Smash, I'm not saying it's dead, but like a lot of, you know, Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't care much for the Smash game tournaments anymore unless they're officially licensed by them. Evo's not having anything to do with Smash Bros, and that's the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. It's basically just gotten down to like locals and specific like Super Smash Con or shit like that. And it's it's just like platform fighters are kind of like the one platform fighter that's like still like kind of respected is Rivals of Aether. 
You know, it's funny. I'm now thinking, you know, like the the very first those Super Smash Bros and stuff like that was so fun because it was like the multiplayer or it felt like multiplayer. But that's too bad. I guess you've got Call of Duty now and all the ones with, you know, like the Fortnite and those uh, battles. Oh, yeah. Good old uh, the good old first person shooters and battle royales. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how the reception of this is and how this compares to the first one. But I am very skeptical about this Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? And, and also the price. We don't know how much it's going to be. Because uh, I think the price point of the first one was kind of meh for what it was. So hopefully we'll see what it is but uh and again the way of platform fighters especially with multiversus that which was a platform fighter that game died like they literally the developers killed it and they said it'll be back like next year but like are they gonna bring it back i don't know what's your what's your over under for the price on that um here's what if the game is under 40 bucks usd i think it has a chance if they charge like a full retail price for this game, I think it's gonna die instantaneously. Uh, and with that, that's our headline of the week. Pretty, pretty short, pretty sweet, and uh, that's because we have a lot of other things to get to. Uh, let's dive into the week in review. Recapping the news of last week from major studio highs and lows, TCG updates, board games, and MMOs. This is the week in review. And getting things off, uh, some of the games that came out last week, we had Mr. Run and Jump, Disney's Illusion Island, the brand new platformer starring Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Minnie Mouse, and Goofy, and The Expanse, a Telltale Telltale series, the newest Telltale game based off of The Expanse, which is a series I have not watched. Have you watched The Expanse, John? Never. Never? Hasn't crossed my path yet. (laughs) <laughs> well maybe it will uh so for those who are fans of the expanse uh let us know how the game is because i'm curious on how telltale is doing this it's like they kind of like they went under into bankruptcy but now they're back and so it's like oh i wonder like it was a whole like what the fuck happened to telltale and now they're just back and it's cool to see but it's also like i hope their games are still like good quality <laughs> Too many executive showers in all the offices over at that I, office. I feel like I feel like that was the case, honestly. <laughs> uh, diving into the world of video game news, starting off, the Spider-Man 2 PlayStation 5 is now available for pre-order before its September 1st launch, which is exciting. I'm so excited for Spider-Man 2. I'm so excited for it. Everything's looking good. It got a new story trailer, which I don't know if we mentioned last week or not, but we got a new, it has a new story trailer out. Uh, we get to see Harry Oz, uh, Harry Ozpin, Oz Ozpin. Uh, I don't know. Oz, <laughs> I, I can't remember. Uh, is it Ozpin? I'm so I'm blanking. I'm like. Could, My rule is: if you like them, you try to get the name right. If you kind of don't like them, you kind of slight them by getting the name wrong. I mean, did you ever? Did, have you watched like the Sam Raimi trilogy, John of Spider Man? No. What? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, I was I was hoping like okay, maybe I'll just I'll reach out for John to help, you know, cuz Green oh, Goblin. Ca- catch me uh, up. Osborn. Osborn. Re- required reading. I got to you got to do the homework before you come on this show. <laughs> got to do the ho- Yeah, got to do the homework. Harry Osborn, we got our first look at him. 
and uh, we got to see uh, like our kind of our first look at Venom as well. It, it's looking good, so good. And uh, I already have a PlayStation Five, so I don't have to worry about the pre-order. But uh, for those who are pre-ordering it, good luck and Godspeed. My big question with that one is: it gonna is is the uh, like is it a multiplayer specific or is that robust career mode like single player? Oh, single player all the way through, story driven. However, you can switch between the two main characters, uh, Peter Parker, obviously, and Miles Morales. See, I'm down for that. Anything that isn't dependent on online. In Blizzard news, Overwatch 2 got a new game mode called Mischief and Magic, which is the game's new prop hunt mode. Um, so if you want to play prop hunt in Overwatch, you now can. In some McDonald's news, McDonald's and Pokemon are once again collaborating for Pikachu Happy Meals. 15 Pokemon cards from, I believe it's the most recent Scarlet and Violet sets, are going to be available in Germany, Austria, and the UK uh, as a part of this uh, McDonald's promotion. So no, no North America, sorry. In beta news, Payday 3 is holding its closed beta August 2nd. Registration is now open, so you can start robbing banks uh, once again with friends. In Nintendo Switch Online news, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages and Seasons were added into the Nintendo Switch Online Game Boy Collection. So now you can play those. Uh, if you have, I believe if you, it's the normal one that has the Game Boy and the, it, the premium subscriptions, the Game Boy Advanced. So I believe that these are part of just the regular Game Boy, but don't quote me on that because I forgot to read deeper to see which one they were actually added to. But hey, two more Legend of Zelda games on the Switch, and two that were like in are like that were reportedly like hard to get over because of like the development uh, process of that. In Monster Hunter news, Monster Hunter Now, which is the new Niantic Monster Hunter game, the same people who made Pokemon Go and Pikmin Bloom, they have a release date for September 14th, so you'll soon be able to hunt monsters in the real world through your phone screen. <laughs> didn't that spark, like, the Pokemon Go, didn't it spark, like, a real health kick? Like, everybody was out yeah, walking around? it did, <laughs> yes. So there, I don't have any issue with that. Get people out. Yeah, especially like when it first launched and then like as the game like continued on, like obviously the hype died down for it. But like it still had those people who like stuck to it. And now Pokemon Go has like almost every modern day Pokemon, almost like I believe it's like almost all 1080 of them. Yeah, over a thousand Pokemon now is what we can say, which is so crazy. It's so much. Uh, Riot's fighting game based on League of Legends, codenamed Project L. Uh, they revealed a new like development, de a devlog for it. It's going to be a 2v2 fighting game with a twist of either one person controlling both characters or two people controlling one character each, which is very unique for a fighting game of that caliber. In more Blizzard news, Blizzard released a new uh, Pets for World of Warcraft uh, as part of a cherry bundle for Ukrainian relief, uh, the videos uh, like to announce this featured Mila Kunis, born and who was uh, raised in Ukraine. All money that the 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 packs make will go towards Ukrainian relief. From Software released 13 brand new minutes of gameplay for Armored Core 6: Fires of Rubicon, which we first saw back in uh, the Game Awards, I believe. Uh, or it was E. Yeah, it was uh, the Game Awards. Uh, so we have 13 new minutes of gameplay. Uh, it, it looks like a mecha game. 
I, again, I'm not going to play this, uh, but for those who are fans of Fires of Rubicon, the, which has like over 20 entries in the series, uh, hopefully you're excited for this. In kart racing news, DreamWorks is putting together a kart racing game. DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing, uh, where you can play as Shrek, Kung Fu Panda, The Trolls, How to Train Your Dragon, Boss Baby, Mega Mind, The Bad Guys, and more in this upcoming kart racer. It has no release date yet, but the cost is going to be $40 US. What's your thoughts on that? Is it going to be kind of like the uh, Smash Bros where it's just everything's been played out? Or do you think there's room for uh, you see, with, with With kart racing games, it's, they usually they usually get their fans. Um, with this being 40 bucks, I feel like it's fine. I don't think it's going to get it's going to see like a lot. It's probably going to get like the initial burst. People are going to play it for like a month or so and then it'll die down to the diehard fans of Shrek. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you might get a few fans on the diehards, but other than that, I don't know. Yeah, that's really kind of how it is for, like, IP, like, Hollywood games and stuff. Is It's like the burst and then the, 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 the lull. Uh, speaking of gimmicks, Microsoft's new pizza set, Microsoft's new pizza scented Xbox controller has a built-in diffuser in the back that creates a pizza scent. The only way to get one of these is through sweepstakes, which you can enter through Microsoft's Twitter, uh, or X or whatever you want to call it now, uh, on August 13th. So you still have time to enter and possibly win a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza controller. Oh, you never said it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's I thought it was just like a random pizza scented controller. I was like, no, every it's, goddamn it's, it's controller. In, it's, in promotion, it's in promotion with the new TMNT movie. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say. It's still crazy that this is a thing. Because yeah, I saw a video. It's literally like the diffuser. You attach it onto the back of the controller. You get a liquid spray bottle. And you got to like, like, or a liquid, you drop a couple things like in the diffuser part, and then you hit a button and it'll spray pizza scent at your face. <laughs> I think there's an easier and a lot cheaper way to do it. Just order pizza. It gets delivered right to the door. That's, but this is, I free, do. but you, this is, a, you have the chance to get this for free. <laughs> I guess. Have you, have you uh, entered in? No, I know. This is, <laughs> this is so gimmicky that I'm just like, I'm not going to even try. Like it, it's funny, it's super funny. Like I think Microsoft, ever since they released an actual Xbox One fridge, has gotten like f- hilarious with like what they can do with their stuff. This is definitely around. up there. Who's the king of that? Is it Gene Simmons? He's got like caskets and uh, condoms and like everything from caskets to condoms. He says. Oh, for like his of brands. Yeah, I, oh, I, would, he, I would assume he will license anything. the The thing I was gonna say though about controllers. I was going to say, one, why do they all have to be so damn slippery in the first place? And two, do you remember when they used to make ones with uh, little fans inside them? Oh, God. Yeah. I think think it was the Dreamcast or what was the GameCube? No, no, it was probably the Dreamcast. It was probably the the Dreamcast was far ahead of its time. Like they even had a screen on the Dreamcast. Right. Like it was probably if it was anything, it was probably the Dreamcast. I think if anything, if you want a gimmick, just 
air out those controllers because that's the worst thing is you get into a gaming session and then if your fucking hand slips off the controller right at the important part you got to start over a good old a good old gamer sweat getting everywhere (laughs) oh i have to have like a sweat towel and like like a a prep prep towel to wipe off the sweat every like level if i'm playing a boxing game no no chance (laughs) Um, in some Valve news, Valve has added 100 player support to Team Fortress 2, and immediately after doing this, told people, hey, yeah, don't don't actually do this. It's here, but I, I believe that the reason they're saying this is because the maps are too small. So possibly we're going to be getting an update to Team Fortress 2, another one, where they'll be adding like a large map for this 100 player support. I'm trying to picture that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they, they did release like a picture, or someone released a picture of like what it looks like, like from over overhead, and it's just like a flood of like red and blue names oh, and like Jesus. little dots of where everyone is. I'm like, oh my god, that is Can't crazy. Yeah, uh, Treehouse Games, who are uh, developers, veterans of Riot Games, they're working on a 16-player cooperative survival game called Project Islands, which is coming out next year. Looks intriguing. It's only a teaser trailer, but it looks interesting enough that I am very intrigued by this and might want to check that out. Ubisoft has reportedly canceled a sequel for Immortals Phoenix Rising, the zelda genshin impact like game that they released for actual money which i don't know why people bought because it, it kind of just seemed like a major ripoff of like both of those other games one that's like a masterpiece and the other is free to play so it's like why does that <laughs> game even exist in the first place but anyway the sequel got canceled in fan games the Simpsons Hit and Run, a fan of it, has made remade the entire game in Unreal Engine 5. It's not going to be available for download because of copyright stuff, but he released a 22-minute video of, of, of it as a showcase just to show that if the game was done in Unreal Engine 5, here's what it would look like. It's pretty cool. It I'm runs intrigued. like exactly like how it runs like on the GameCube and PlayStation 2 uh, did which is super cool. Obviously, uh, as I brought up a little earlier, Elon Musk, he changed Twitter's logo to X and has kind of begun rebranding the site to X. And because of this, the Kingdom Hearts fans on Twitter have started posting memes everywhere regarding Kingdom Hearts 2 because of the whole, oh, it's time to add the X to our name because that's what Organization 13 did. And it's Basically, it's it's becoming a, a Kingdom Hearts two shit post page. It's hilarious. I'm into but, this, <laughs> but it's it's super funny um, and kind kind of cringy. And also, uh, Twitter has abolished light mode entirely. Uh, they're making it dark mode only, which I think, honestly, personally, as a dark mode user myself, I think that's the first thing Elon Musk has done right with that website. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I'm now looking at my phone to see what I use because I don't even. Um, oh Jesus! I guess I use the light mode. I can't believe this, John. I can't believe this dark mode. It's so much better on the eyes. Yeah, I usually have that for Facebook and everything. I'll have to look <laughs> into that. 
Uh, in free games, Sega is giving out free Steam keys for Sega Bass Fishing if you sign up for its newsletter. Uh, the keys will be given out on August 1st. So if you're listening to this podcast, I think you still have like a day if you're listening to this on the Monday to get you get this to, to do that. And the last piece of gaming news, Gundam Evolution, which was released last year, will be dead on November 1st, November 29th as Bando Namco is shutting the game down and making it unavailable. So another game dies. Rest in peace. In the world of live service games, I've now I'm going to apologize for to John right now, as <laughs> uh, as if you're a Final Fantasy 14 fan, Fan Fest is happening right now in Las Vegas. And by right now, I mean time of recording this. When you're listening to this, it'll have just ended. And Oh my god, so much was announced that I'm going to cover all of it right now. And I, I, I haven't set me up to anything to John, but we're going to rapid fire through this. Starting off on day one, the giant keynote, the main keynote was, was held. And Yoshi P has announced version 7.0 for FF14. Dawn Trail, the next major expansion, will be releasing in summer 2024. We're going to South America. Basically, which I think is funny because that means an 8.0 will be colonizing America. Um, <laughs> uh, as a part of this keynote, they announced that fo- we're, we're going to be getting a Fall Guys collab where Final Fantasy 14 characters are going to be skins for the beans in, uh, in Fall Guys. And also, some Fall Guys courses are going to be coming to Final Fantasy 14 as part of a new Gold Saucer minigame releasing with the 6.5 update which is hilarious the xbox series x and s will finally be getting final fantasy 14 in spring of 2024 uh which is great they even brought out phil spencer to help announce that which was crazy also in 6.5 releases the free trial of final fantasy 14 is getting improved that's right did you know that the Hit MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV, which includes, which free trial includes the entirety of A Realm Reborn, the award-winning Heavensward, and Stormblood expansions up to level 70 with no restrictions on playtime. Is free to play now? Yes, it is. Uh, Stormblood is now part of the free trial, uh, which means you can now do even more with a free trial account, which is crazy. Did you just... Did you just slip in like a PR scam there? Did you say no, like, so they had it's, to, it's, Im- it's, they had it's to improve it? It's a copy pasta. I figured you were going, oh, they made improvements and you're going to love them. Well, you are. Honestly, never, I played never, Final Fantasy 14 I, ever since I got into the game. It's like one. It's the greatest game I've ever played. Okay. Uh, one of the greatest ongoing games I've ever played. Let me rephrase that because there's a lot of other great games I've played, but like greatest ongoing game ever i thought i thought you were going some high level uh pr scam there like yeah it's uh it was a tire fire before but it's gonna be awesome oh uh, believe it or not it was back in 1.0 like when the game first came out it was awful it wasn't and then they brought yoshi p on he's like okay we're gonna kill the game basically they killed the entire servers with the events known as the sixth or it was the sixth or seventh umbral calamity uh, where basically Bahamut was released from his uh, prison and destroyed, killed everybody. And uh, basically, like with that calamity, they reset the servers and then released 
which fixed the entire game. And then they just kept adding on on top of that. And the game is so much better now than it once was. There you go. So what version are they on now? Sorry. They're currently on 6.45. 6.5 will be releasing a little later. We'll be getting into that actually as well. And then 7.0 releases next summer. And you can play up to version 4.55 with the free trial. Uh, also announced at the keynote, uh, gear pieces can now be dyed with two colors instead of one, which everybody lost their fucking minds for, which absolutely is the right reaction to that. Glasses can now be worn alongside headgear pieces. Uh, they're not making like a new slot for it as accessories. So we're not entirely sure how they're doing this, but that's still cool. And of course, with it being a brand new expansion, we're now going up to level 100. There's going to be a new area. Tural is the new area. Uh, we're getting two new DPS classes. We don't know what they are yet. Um, and those are ba that's basically the, the main gist of things that are coming to 7.0. Oh, along with a major graphical update. Huge graphical update that will be coming out. Like They're basically updating the entire graphics of the game and the quality that they have to like, they had to like re-release like what the minor specs, what your like your minimum system requirements and your major system requirements are now. So really cool, really cool. Uh, because of Fan Fest, they added a new mount, the Garland Gliss or the GLIS, which is a motorcycle with a sidecar with Alpha, the Chocobo inside of it. Super cute. Also, a new set of emotes, the Chiron set, which is basically a recolor of the current. Uh, light stick emotes and the advent of light emote which makes you jump into the air and land give yourself a superhero landing those are all added to the mog station and they might be on sale still uh afterwards but they're on sale during the they were on sale during the event of fan fest and lastly earlier today the day of recording this uh, they did the new producer's live letter for 6.5, which is going to be called Growing Light. And this will be releasing October 2023. That's when the 6.5 update will be, be released. Uh, the 6.55 update will be released in mid-January 2024. And the 6.51 update, which is only adding one thing, releases at the end of October. What's getting added in 6.5? Well, we have a new Endwalker Tribal Alliance quest, which is when you finish the three Endwalker tribal quests entirely, you will get this small series of quests. It'll have an emote reward like the past ones have, and you get to see the three tri uh, beast tribes interact with each other. Uh, the final Tataru's Grand Adventures and further Hildebrand quests are, will be released uh, part of 6.55. The final Manderville Weapon Steps will be released. The new dungeon, the Lunar Subterrain, will be released. As well as the final trial, the Abyssal Fracture, where you get to fight Zeromus from Final Fantasy IV. Uh, the new Unreal Trial, which is basically very hard content, is going to be King Thornton EX. So good luck with that. The final Alliance Raid will be released as well. Uh, new duty supports for the final three Stormblood dungeons, and they'll, they said this, that all the dungeons after this update will have duty support, so you can play them by yourself. You don't need friends, you don't need to, like, queue into queues to, like, do them with other players. You can now do them by yourself, which is really dope. Uh, the new variant and Criterion dungeon, Alo Alo Island, 
Crystalline Conflict is getting a new arena, the Red Sands. There's going to be new Island Sanctuary ranks, a new area, new materials, and all that stuff. New custom deliveries for Margrat. Uh, the ability to store optional items in the armoire. A new IL restrictions for Alliance Raid Roulettes, which is a big deal because it means that these are going to be based on your level now. So you won't have to fucking do Crystal Tower Every time you queue into the Alliance Raid Roulette. And the option to sort your teleports by the expansion instead of the location. Which is also really cool. And that's everything Final Fantasy XIV related that was announced uh, so far. There might be more announcements this weekend. Just stay... Uh, if, if, I do, if I miss something, I'll cover it next week. In Battle Royale news, Nicki Minaj, Snoop Dogg, and 21 Savage are being added to Call of Duty Warzone Season 5. This is Snoop Dogg's third appearance in Call of Duty Warzone, or Call of Duty games, by the way. And Fry, Bender, and Leela from Futurama are being added into Fortnite. See, it makes more sense for, like, a goofy character to be in Fortnite. I don't know why, like, uh, well, I guess these are real people, but I don't know why we put real people into, like, the Call of Duty I always thought the Call of Duty, what made it kind of cool was like it was realistic. And now it's sort of got like, I forget the one version where you could do like double jumps and stuff and all the different. It just became too spacey. And like, oh, uh, that was, uh, was, was the that? Old, Advanced like, Warfare or something yeah, like that. It's like Unreal Tournament again. It's like you can jump 800 miles in the air and like. <laughs> I, I enjoyed when it was like the old bouncing Bettys and like the MP40 and like just crappy old World War II guns and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, but, that's what it's kind of got back to. Like after the like negative reception Advanced Warfare and their futuristic stuff got, they kind of went back to like just like standard like modern war or like old war. But yeah, I, I believe that the characters that the celebrities are playing are not themselves. It's like characters, that, but they just portray them basically. Oh, just voiced by? Voiced by, but they look like them as well. Nice. But they're not actually Nicki Minaj and Snoop Dogg. They have like other code names or whatever. It would be so easy to headshot Snoop. He, even if he's crouching, he's still like <laughs> like over top of the tanks. Seven yeah. feet tall. Or wasn't he like seven feet or six foot like nine? I don't actually know. I think he's crazy, crazy tall. I could be totally wrong, but I think he's at least like. So you could say he's always high. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> I like uh, that. Lastly, in Hoyoverse news, the new Lost Trotter event has started up in Honkai Star Rail, where you basically talk to a guy, go out to a random part in Bellabog, interact with it, and fight a Lost Trotter for rewards. That's basically all it is. Pretty straightforward event. In the world of DCG, in Pokemon, Scarlet and Violet Obsidian Flames comes out August 11th, and the 151 Scarlet and Violet set is available on September 22nd. That's basically it for that in Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Master Duel uh, no new Master Duel updates actually uh, well actually no there is a new Master Duel update two new secret packs were added along with a bunch of new cosmetics in the store and all that stuff uh, in the TCG world of Yu-Gi-Oh! the gold pride card sleeves and Duelist Nexus are available now they are finally out uh, Speed Duel Streets of Battle City releases August 24th. The 25th Anniversary 10 Dueling Heroes comes out on September 7th. And the Crimson King Structure Deck on the 21st of September. In Magic the Gathering, Commander Masters releases August 4th. Wilds of Eldraine September 8th. The Doctor Who Commander Decks October 13th. And the Lost Cavers of Ixalans don't have a date yet to my knowledge. 
They might now, though, but I'm going to double-check that for next week. And lastly, in the board game tabletop news, Disney's Lorcana uh, back in the news uh, that they got, they've uh, released their trial sets to certain people in the media. It sounds like the game is pretty interesting. It's not going to be the magic killer that people thought it's going to be. Uh, but the first set of 204 cards, known as the first chapter, they released August 18th at local game stores and Disney parks. Uh, specific local game stores, by the way. I don't know which ones. Check your areas. Uh, with a wider worldwide release on September 1st at mass real retailers. And that's the week in review. Any final thoughts on any of those, John? Board I was, You know what I was thinking, actually, when you were talking about board games and trading cards, or, Jesus, table and card games, was... What did you guys do during COVID when it was like full on lockdown? Like did uh, all... tabletop simulator. Okay. I was going to say, were there enough of those around where it's like, okay, fuck it. Just skip from Friday night at whoever's house to just meet you online. That's what uh, the D and D group did back, uh, back at school. If you remember the D and D group we set up, we, oh, that's still, yeah. we, we still have that going on. We, we're just doing it all online now. No way. Technology. Hey, Jesus. Uh, but that's the week in review, and now we can finally look ahead to see what games are coming out. Here's what should be on your radar from July 31st to August 6th. From upcoming AAA titles, promising indies, and the random shovelware, here's what should be on your radar. Starting off on the Monday, Venba comes out on everything but the PlayStation 4, and F1 Manager 2023 releases everywhere but the Switch. On Wednesday... No releases on Tuesday. On Wednesday, Ninja or Die Shadow of the Sun releases for the PC. And on Thursday, Baldur's Gate 3 is out of early access and makes its full grand release. Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, comes out on everything. Flutter Away makes its way to the PC. And Tiny Thor comes to the Switch. And those are all the games coming out next week. Uh, I think the one you're excited for, John, is F1 Manager, I'll assume. Yeah, you got me there. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember now if F because there's the the mobile version where there was like a you basically did very little, but it was fun as hell anyways. And then uh, there was one where you did a lot more. Yeah, there was one that sort of was more uh, into like intuitive. You did a lot more work, but I just love F1. I <laughs> I just finished watching F1 uh, Sprint this morning, so I'm 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 in the mood. Excellent. Uh, well, it's time for me to get in the mood as well as, well, if you haven't guessed what we're talking about this week in the Game Lounge, you're about to. Covering anything from modern and retro games to the hard-hitting questions that define the gaming world, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And uh, yeah, to kick it off, we're talking F1. We Ever since John first came on, I feel like it's, a, it's one of the most interesting sports ever since, you know, I first kind of learned about it from John. Uh, to talk about it. So I, I guess to kick things off, what's new in the world of F1? What's happened since uh, we last spoke? You know, I was trying to think of what we last talked about. I think I made a bold prediction about the Ferrari team and how they finally were going to sort of make the turn. So I think it was last year they came up with new uh, regulations. So a new car, completely new um, design. And Red Bull has taken off with that design and everybody thought, okay, well, two years as the champion, that'll be good. But they've run away with it this year with by far the best car. Like Verstappen is the, you know, the runaway favorite again this year. He's got a 111 point lead on the championship. And his next competitor is uh, his teammate who's been having a pretty bad year. 
and he's 100 points behind and probably 40 points ahead of the next driver. So it's going to be a runaway Red Bull season again. What's been kind of interesting is they've changed a little bit of the formats. Usually you'd have Friday practice, Saturday qualifying, Sunday race. They've started with this new, it's called the sprint format. So Friday they'll have qualifying for the sprint. Then on Saturday they do like a mini race. And then on Sunday they would do uh, the full regular race. But they've made some little changes, so you don't you don't get to you don't get to move up on Saturday for your race on Sunday. So if you have a shit Friday, you have to wait till Sunday to deal with it, which is interesting. Uh, just adds a little bit of a different feel to a weekend, and and then you get to see more variables because again, these guys are all so good, and so you you kind of pray for like a rain or like a you know a, a bad part of track where people have to kind of deal with mistakes or like the the more pit stops the better so the more variables the better and, and especially th- this year where it's pretty much we already know who's going to win so for Sappen, i'm going to say is going to win the the championship without a question this year but a uh, couple interesting things the uh the cost cap so i think the last time we spoke i said well i'm wondering if you know red bull spent too much money on their the the final year their first championship and invested too much in winning that year and not enough looking ahead to the future. Well, <laughs> they ended up getting busted for spending too much during that, uh, their first championship year. So I was kind of right, but I thought they were going to be shit coming out of, uh, into the new cars. They've been by far the best team. I think I said Ferrari was going to be amazing. <laughs> they could be. It's like the it's like the Toronto Maple Leafs of F1. Ooh. So these they're they're incredibly talented. They have so much money, they have so much prestige, history, all that stuff, but they just shoot themselves in the foot every fucking weekend. But uh honestly, it's like every weekend you just wait for Ferrari's mistakes and mess ups and it's like oh jesus oh jesus twitter's gonna go nuts over this so that that was the biggest letdown and where i was god awfully wrong um who's come out of the woodwork there was a guy who used to be like world championship potential danny ricardo this big smiley australian guy was driving for red bull when this uh drive to survive series started and then he uh moved to renault he sucked there and then he moved to McLaren, which is a good team sucked there. He got himself out of professional racing. He was just like a a practice driver, but then a young guy uh, in one of the sort of the development teams was even doing worse. So they kicked him out of his seat and they put this veteran back into the seat. So that's Danny Ricardo is now was out of a seat now drives for alpha Tauri, which is like the red bull development team. So that'll be cool to see. I think he's already, you know, been an improvement on whoever else was in his seat. I think it was uh, Nick DeVries was in his seat, a rookie. Um, and then the the only other big thing to look ahead to is the very first F1 in Las Vegas is November 18th. Yeah. November 18th, be... I, uh, my parents were down there recently. They said that you could start to see, like, development for that race happening. That's going to be like... sick. Yeah, I was about to ask, how many more races are there this season? Uh, it's a 23-race season. They've gone through, I think they've raced 10 races or 11 races. No, uh, 13 races. So they're past okay, halfway. Okay, so, so we're yeah just past the halfway mark. 
there's going to be a big summer break and then they come back and do a final charge into the early part of the fall. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be the Vegas one. I'm definitely looking forward to. I, I might actually try to watch that one just because I want to see like what the what the course looks like because they're going like on the strip for part of it. Like I'm intrigued to see what this course will look like. I forget if they're going to I'm assuming they would have to do it as a night race because of the heat, but that'll make it just that much cooler. Whenever they do a night race, the cars look cooler, the lights. It would make just, sense as well because it's Vegas. The yeah. nightlife, the night lights. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be an amazing weekend. They're going to do that upright. I like I used to think Vegas was just a, you know, kind of a like a flaw, a flimsy, you know, like here's your slop in a bucket buffet and just go waste your mortgage payment at the uh, roulette table. But when I watched the Vegas Golden Knights and the reception they got and the production value they got for just a live hockey game on a Tuesday night, I was like, you know what? These guys know what they're doing. Yeah, they, they know what they're doing. And now they have a football team as well. And aren't they like set to get like a baseball or basketball team as well? I forget. They have pro lacrosse. <laughs> Not that oh, anyone they got watches lacrosse. They do have uh, yeah the Vegas Desert Dogs. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, I'm pretty sure there's. Town. I'm pretty sure they they acquired. I don't know. If, I think it was a baseball team. Or uh, yeah, I think it's like they acquired way. the Oakland A's or something. That's like right. That. I think you might be right. Yeah, so they're getting them, and it's like, oh shit! So they're building like a base. That that is baseball, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they're building like a baseball diamond now too. It's like holy fuck! The, the, like Vegas is becoming like yeah, it's still like the entertainment capital, but like they've got a pretty solid sports scene too. Oh yeah, and not to toot the old horn of where I'm living, but in Saskatoon we just got a new uh, new baseball team. Guess what they're called? Uh oh, the Berries, right? Yeah, the Saskatoon Berries. Anyone who doesn't know, a Saskatoon Berry is essentially like a, a blueberry, <laughs> just a little more dark and tart. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the the logo is, I mean, they're leaning into the fun angle. If you've ever heard of the the, the Savannah Bananas is a uh, baseball yeah, team. I, they've come across my TikTok feed a couple times. And it's just, it's all about fun. They're not trying to be, you know, they're professional, but they're not trying to be the MLB. Like they'll, they'll have lights and funny things. And the, uh, the team that owns the, the baseball team owns the blades and they have some fun with their jerseys and stuff. So I think it's going to be interesting, <laughs> but there you go. Funny team nice. name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Savannah, whenever they come up, I'm like, oh, these guys are just like, they're like the Harlem Globe Chalice, but for baseball. Exactly. And is it the worst thing to smile and have a good time? You know, no, in the it middle makes, of spring it makes, or it makes, honestly, to be fair, it's, it makes baseball more fun because let's be real. Baseball, I think, is one of the like blandest sports just because of like the time it takes for a game. Like, thank God they're adding like, like the pitch, pitch counter time, and pitch counter and that stuff because it's like they really need to like speed that game up to make it more interesting what i will say though if you've ever been and i've never been to one in the states like on a beautiful day at a beautiful park where you're oh, just see, I, you're sitting I, outside I, I, in the been, sun like i've been to two uh like proper mlb games like uh the i don't remember who the first one was it was uh it was when it was the anaheim it was when it was like yeah the anaheim angels yeah uh but then uh i've been to one other game when it was the L, now now the new la angels because yeah 
the one thing I think, and, and especially when you get older, you see the old people at the baseball park. Like, I think it's just you're outside, you're getting fresh air. It's if it's a nice day, that's wonderful. You're watching sports. It's a lot of, it's like golf too, right? You're out in nature, <laughs> but uh, no, they need to speed that goddamn sport up. Yeah, they definitely do. They they definitely do. Okay, I have a question because I actually do not know. Is Drive to Survive done or is it still like going on? What's the deal with the like is what's the deal with the show? Like is it still doing seasons like for every F1 season or is it like done? They still do it and uh so it's kind of it's funny. The first maybe 3 seasons I was like at the edge of my seat, blown away every shot. I was like this is amazing. When you really get down to it, it's it's still amazing but they're running out of the initial charge. And so they have to go back to the classic like reality TV stuff. So a lot of the cut cut scenes and what did he say? Oh, he said this. And then the long pauses and the eye glances. And it's like, Oh, I'm just watching, you know, real housewives of whatever <laughs> the real you know housewives I mean? of F one, <laughs> like those or the Kardashians where it's like, it gets over drama, yeah. dram- dramatized and stuff. So, but it is, it is still good. I just wish they would do more of a dive into like, for example, the best thing in the world is watching those like 15 people in the pits, change a tire, switch out a a front wing or a nose and that thing's out of there in like three seconds flat. They still haven't done enough of a deep dive into like all the technical stuff they could do just a crew and all that. They could do just a show on the camera crews and the production to like cover an entire racetrack like anyways so there's so much still potential for them but and your little uh your notes you had mentioned about like some of the other ones that have popped yeah because there's been there's been other like shows like drive to survive like taking that format there was uh uh one for golf which uh which i know that that would happen like right as that like the that golf the, the golf live the live live whole thing was happening the whole yeah. thing was happening and there's one for tennis as well right yeah so they're they're both imitations they're cheap imitations um (laughs) if i had to be serious like i even watched the tennis one again last night because i had i the first time i watched it i was like this sucks i couldn't get through the first episode it just it wasn't it wasn't doing it for me like the biggest thing with tennis and the only thing that is an advantage to that show is they have camera angles lower than the usual TV broadcast. So when you're watching tennis, you're watching Novak and and uh, Nadal. You have no idea how high that ball is arcing over the co- over the net and then just tanking down into the ground or grass or clay or whatever. That's the beauty of the whole sport, and it's never captured properly. And again, all it was is just the you know the insiders and uh, like the side glances at the girlfriend and the you know whining at the box and like it's a lot of that and there's a little bit of that creeping into the f1 show that i didn't like now the golf one same thing yawn i didn't it it didn't do much for me i don't love golf enough i think you have to like golf a lot more but uh, the one little cool thing um i think it's the second episode of that i don't know if it's like dustin johnson or whoever it is when they're in um phoenix they're staying at like an airbnb and just a little shout out, one of my old classmates from Notre Dame, she became one of those like Airbnb renovator flipper house, you know, managers down in Phoenix. And so one of the episodes, I think it was the second one, they were in one of her homes. So that's a huge, uh, that's, oh, that's a huge exposure for her. 
small Not world bad. yeah there you go so but other than that I, I watched it for that episode and i was like sick house nice nice and then turned it off because i just i don't love golf enough that that's fair that that's definitely fair yeah um so uh in back in, in f1 game wise it's been about a month and a half since f123 released have you played it at all I still haven't played it. I've, I've only played, oh, what was it? I did go back and play my buddies because he's got the little uh, simulator, not full on, but, you know, the, the, the driving the wheel, wheel that, that he can pull into his, you know, his, <laughs> his dinner table. If his uh, wife's out of town or something, <laughs> we can hook it up to the dinner table and get the full uh, effect. But um, I haven't played the new one yet. I, I would assume it's going to be good. I just... I've still been waiting, and I think I'm going to pull the trigger this fall on upgrading to uh, either a Series S or an X. Or wait. Nice. Those are the ones that it's either the disc or the digital? Yes, Series S is digital. Series X, uh, I believe it has... Uh, it, it can or it can, you can you can I believe there's like a version of the X where, where it has a disc drive and doesn't have a disc drive. So I believe there's I believe there's like a version of both, but the Series S is digital only. The X I know does have a disc drive. I believe. I think I'm gonna pull the trigger and uh, do the upgrade once the weather gets crappy and that I know I'm gonna be inside a lot. <laughs> I think so. This fall, I think I'm gonna buck up and, uh, and do yeah. that. And F1's by far. If I'm getting a new system, it's for F1 first, and then get all the other games after that. Heck yeah! And it, and it, hey, and when it comes out, which is which will be happening in which will happen in October. Uh, if you, if you ever want, uh, you can join the final fantasy 14, uh, squad and get that free trial up to level 70 with no restriction on playtime. <laughs> Zing. I like it. <laughs> uh, well, is there anything else you want to add on F1 before we move on to our second topic of the day? I'm, I'm wearing the hoodie. I'm just itching to vent. I've got my logo hoodie on just waiting for this next uh, topic, buddy. Excellent. Uh, well, before we get into that, I just have a quick special word from our friends at Wongo Puzzles. Are you tired of the same old boring puzzles? Well, it's time to mix things up with Wongo Puzzles. Each puzzle is a custom design with intricate patterns and whimsical shapes that will keep you engaged for hours. Plus, their eco-friendly materials and commitment to sustainability make wongo puzzles a guilt-free way to unwind they are 100 wooden puzzles and they'll last forever each piece is hand drawn so no two pieces are the same and you'll discover some little fun whimsy pieces as you work through it they come in a custom wooden box which is perfect for storage and gifting and with stunning designs and unique shapes wongo puzzles Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. I personally have been saying this every week. The sea turtle is a great looking puzzle. Highly recommend. So what are you waiting for? Go to wongopuzzles.com and pick up your puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code GAMELOUNGE to get 10% off your order. This is the most fun you've had with a puzzle. Guaranteed or your money back. Go to wongopuzzles.com and use the code GAMELOUNGE to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. And on to our second topic of the day. We're talking about the NHL. We're back in the NHL. We're doing some hockey talk. Specifically, though, the Calgary Flames, more or less. We're going to be focusing on the Flames. Uh, but first first things first, before we get into the Flames talk, what were your thoughts on the 2022-23 season? Well, since it's the first uh, sentence, I guess I'll let in a goal because they how many goddamn first shots 
were goals this last season. I think was it there may have been double digits or am I imagining this? I don't I, actually know. I wasn't paying all that much attention. It was like, oh, the playoffs are happening. Oh. Oh, Calgary <laughs> was never even close. Yeah. No, it, it was it was frustrating. Like you, first you have all the guys leave and everybody was kind of like, oh, no, oh, no. And then Triliving kind of out of nowhere picks up uh, a couple of guys, Huberto and the, what was it, uh, Uyghur and uh, I think another guy. And it it kind of tempered everybody's fear. Like they were like, well, maybe we can do it without Gaudreau. We've got Huberto. He can score points. Yeah, no he, Gaudreau, no uh, Kachuk. Kachuk. And it was kind of, we were finally done with, uh, I think Monaghan had left by the year before, but it was like that kind of crew was finally all leaving. Yeah, the old guard was done. And I never quite got the feeling that those guys were like on the right track. I always thought like, for example, when Yarmory Hogger at like 45 came in, I thought, thank God he's going to save this team and teach these young dumbasses how to work hard and how to like train to be a pro because they just, you know, you'd watch Goudreau and he, he didn't have any desire to go into corners or battle or, I mean, I know he's 110 pounds, but he just, he allowed players to bully him out of games. And so every time playoffs come around or, you know, the hard time of the season comes around, Monahan's hurt. Goudreau's a, a not a non-existent. So we thought with those guys gone, okay, great, this is a great new team, but it just never got off to a good yeah. start. And, and we, also, the- we also got the bad deal on Johnny, thinking that he would come back with that. Like With Kachuk, they at least like properly traded him. Yeah. But Johnny, they got nothing from Johnny. Well, and and you, you like I get it. I mean, that's kind of the risk you take. But at the same time, there's a guy in uh, New England who's pretty well known for being ruthless by the name of Bill Belichick. He's got a few rings on his fingers for, you know, being a good coach who knows when to ice a guy and move on. And I think, you know, there was not enough of that. And we got caught. Uh, we thought, oh, well, everybody loves us here. We're all family. But they're, you know, it's it's business. They just want to make their money, too. And, and, and where be- did Gaudreau go again? Like Columbus, not Columbus. exactly uh, an ideal spot. And I know and, a and lot I of think, the. And I, and I talked to like my dad and like a few other people. It's like he wants to like stay. He's like he never wanted to be in the spotlight. I think a little bit. He wasn't quite able to handle it. And that again, I mean, it, we'll get into it later. But there's 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 examples of guys who could handle it and handled it the right way. And uh, we'll get into that later. But um Another one that was really weird was the whole Sutter getting kind of like bullied out. Yeah. Towards well, the, like, and they, they just, they stopped playing for him. You could clearly tell, but it was like, didn't he just win the Jack Adams the year before? Yeah, I think he did. So like, I don't know what happened in the dressing room or, you know, the culture of that team, but something really just soured quick. Yeah, and now Darryl, we're really Darryl Sutter way of coaching was going out the window. Which is weird because, again, it, it seemed to be the best thing for Johnny in his contract year. Like he he was singing, you know, Sutter's praises for, you know, helping him transform his game. And then all of a sudden all those guys left and the new guys came in and were like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then you get to the 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 funny thing, I think, is the, the Stanley Cup finals. You get Vegas versus Florida. And who happens to be on Florida? Yeah, old Kachuk. Kachuk. 
And and it was funny to kind of watch because again, I think what was it? He went out the Eastern like a, Finals. Uh, Kachuk won the game like three of the four times for Florida. Oh, he's a like he's a dominant player for sure. <laughs> the only other issue is like, and it's I I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you remember his last playoffs in Calgary, he went out like the very first shift and like fought a guy i don't know if he hurt his hand or not but then he was just running around smashing into guys and i think he wound up getting a concussion late you know like later on and it's like we love this we love the intensity we love the, all the little face wash shit every whistle trying to stir it up but it's like if you're going to score goals too you have to finish the game like we need you to be on the ice to score goals not getting hurt or in the in the box so yeah i think it's it yeah, it, it, undoing in the finals this uh past june yeah, it was it was that he, he also he was like he was like ejected in like one of the games, wasn't he? Oh, and he did. I think he did have a, a broken sternum in, in game four. I think that came out that he like there was a big hit on him. He made a big hit on Eichel. Eichel like looked yeah. like he died and then uh, someone smashed Kachuk and I think he broke his sternum and like his brother was had to pull him out of the out of the bed and stuff because he was in so much pain. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Jesus. But yeah, uh, the finals went Vegas. In the, the 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 one of the two expansion teams been around it's who has been in the playoffs for like the past six years. I can't I mean, remember they, what the the number like is. They made but... the playoffs like like all the like once I think in their current. Uh, I f- yeah, I years. forget. And they it's... finally and they won. They won it in six. They won it in six because it's been six years and they won the Stanley Cup Finals. In five now they, games, they did have they did have the uh, like the whole um, what Tampa Bay was doing the, in previous years, where they would hold a guy out on injured uh, reserve list, and then just mysteriously the the trade deadline happens or whatever the deadline, and the player becomes healthy and is in full game form. So they, I think they had that with Stone a little bit. He kind of came back from injury, and I think the salary was a little bit tricky, but. What I will say about Vegas is they have a ton of Canadians. They have a ton of Western Hockey League guys. They're, I think GM is uh, McCrimmon, who's, you know, uh, royalty up here in, in Winnipeg, or not Winnipeg, in Manitoba. Uh, he, he, that family is just, you know, branded Wheat Kings through and through. So a lot of good Western Canadian kids on that team. So I'm not surprised they won, and they're going to be competitive for years to come. That's the yeah. interesting thing. Yeah, absolutely. I was hoping, because I believe it was like uh, in the the, the, the the quarterfinals, we had a chance to see both expansion teams like in the like West, or no, it was in the semifinals. We had a chance to see like both expansion teams make it to the Western final. Oh, right, with Seattle. I'm not quite on... I'm not quite, I haven't figured out that team yet. I just, where where Vegas instantly had an identity, uh, I don't see that yet with Seattle. Yeah, it, Seattle's was definitely, a, it's weird. But they took it to game seven for their uh, semifinal match, which was really, like, really great for them, I think. It's like, this year they definitely, like, performed a lot better. Because uh, this is, like, their second year being around, right? Well, and I think people figured out when Vegas just fleeced every team with all of their expansion deals and trades and all that, and people were like, oh, 
you can be competitive early like you, that never used to be a thing i don't yeah, know well, when it's, the- be, it's because with like the whole vegas one they're like oh yeah we'll just give you this guy because it's like oh you got rid of me i'll show you get it what getting rid of me is gonna do to you and they fought a lot harder because it was almost like oh yeah we we, we don't need this guy and they showed like them a- it's like a real live, like the replacements or little giants. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there'll be a movie about that team. I, I really hope so because I would actually go watch that. My mom would go, my mom's a huge Vegas fan. Like yeah. that is her team. <laughs> so definitely I would, I would go watch a movie about that. Well, only, only sad thing about last season is that uh, we've seen the last game of Lucic in a Flames jersey. I know a lot. I know he was expensive. <laughs> I was, and he was an expensive uh, player on Calgary, but I don't think anyone realizes his value, like outside of skating up and down the ice and shooting pucks. Um, so I'm, I well, and I'm biased. He's an old teammate and a, a good buddy, <laughs> but I think we're gonna miss him. And uh, at the same time, I think going to over to Boston and having a chance to probably finish out there. Uh, his career will be, that'll be fun to watch. And uh, now we're in the postseason, And during this Calgary, Calgary flames, boy, they went on a, a whole shift. Brad true living out as manager, Craig Conroy in Daryl Sutter, out as coach Ryan Huska in, the former coach of the Stockton Heat, the, the the AHL League, and Jerome Ginla brought in as a special advisor. See, I like that. See, this is the, he's the type of guy that I like when you when I was talking about Johnny not being able to handle the pressure of playing an eighty-two game season and being depended on. Ginla came in with very little expectations on him. He was just a solid player out of uh, out of junior. And he comes in, I think, in the middle of a season. No one really knows who he is. And all of a sudden, like, I think he probably beat the piss out of a few guys in his first few games. But really quickly, he changed the identity of what it meant to be a Calgary Flame. And all of a sudden, you know, he was the heart and soul of the team. And he would drag his teammates and opponents into fights and into battles Instead of just, you know, it'd be, it would sometimes be October 30th before he scored his first goal of the season, but he was always the heart and soul of the team. And if the team was shit in the bed, he would go out and beat the piss out of somebody, regardless of whether it helped that game or not. He would just go out and say, you know what, we need a reset. I'm going to jump this guy and light up the saddle dome. And it was all, we'd usually be losing the game four one four one four nothing. And then he'd do this fight. We'd still lose, but it just changes the vibe. And that's exactly what they need is a guy that knows how to control the team emotion and the team identity because there hasn't been enough of that in the last few years. No, yeah, not enough definitely. leadership. Yeah, no, definitely. That is definitely accurate. Um, some people say that it's because of Aguila, though, that the Flames are cursed. Uh, because the the good old Stanley Cup curse, you touch the or you one of the trophies, you touch it before you get it. Your team is cursed. I mean, I'm trying to think now because there's been there's been both sides. I've I've seen where people touch it, and I've seen where people don't. And like, I forget when it started, and and because and it wasn't old old old. It was like in the 90s or 80s when they started to do this superstition. But I always would be like. Whoever, whatever the captain decides, I don't care. Well, obviously we want to win the next one, but it's like, we just went 
three rounds of, you know, the highest quality. I don't mind if we're going to bring it inside the dressing room and all touch it and, you know, celebrate with it. So who cares if we do it on the ice? I say, I say buoy to the curse. Um, how, how has, uh, how's the draft look? Has the NHL draft happened? When is the NHL draft? It was on the 30th, June 30. I forget. I've got a buddy who loves his, uh, flames and he like had the whole thing digested. Um, I think by Twitter standards, people were shocked and not too impressed. I think my, my, uh, my buddy was saying there's, there's sort of remnants of what Tre living was good at in just, he would never flip over. He would never leave a stone unturned. Like he would, he would investigate every lead. He would, you know, float every possible trade idea. And I think there were remnants of that where some of these guys might pan out, but I think, I think it's going to be a while before anyone in this draft class can be an impact player. And I think the bigger issue is the next season and all the guys that are not planning on coming back. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, speaking of the draft, obviously the number one pick, the new, the golden boy himself. Uh, oh my God. I had his name there and now I've lost it. Kyle Bedard. Oh, Connor Bedard. Yeah. For, uh, Connor Bedard. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Night. You know what? And, 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 uh, he, it will, he will be an impact player. I hope I don't get regret saying this, but the only thing who got him again, uh, Chicago did, they got first overall uh, in the lottery. And so the only thing that I would knock on Bedard is, I don't know if he's the, he's not a McDavid type skater where everybody thinks, Oh, he's going to be generational. Yeah. He's got the, the hands, he's got the eyes, he's got the, like the smarts and he's definitely, even in the summer, he's gotten stronger, but I think, skating will be just at par with NHL, which that's still impressive that a kid at 18 is going to be able to enter the league and be on par with every skill set and be beyond most of them at most skill sets. But I think it'll be, it'll be tempered expectations. Everyone will see how good he is and then they'll go, Oh yeah, but he still just has to earn it. Like Crosby did, like, you know, Nathan McKinnon did like, like every player has to, you still have to earn your way. And, but I think he'll be exciting to watch. He's got to work on his, uh, personality though. He's a little dry night. Nice kid, but a little dry. <laughs> yeah. How was the game tonight, Connor? Oh, it was good. Just was, uh, you know, just with the guys was, uh, do, uh, do you need us to subtitle that for you, buddy? Like but give him credit can you you just come out with a walking caption box please that would just help us out a lot but give him credit he does give his teammates credit like he will hand off praise so i do like that about him and 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 i i he grew on me in the playoffs that uh that the blades played against him and also in the the worlds because he was in the world's world's junior yeah i think it was his second trip but i mean everybody knows that's like a tournament that's built for him right that's there's much more ice and space for skilled guys to show off their skills. So, I mean, I, I, I had no doubt he was going to light that up. Uh, so how is the rest of the NHL Canadian teams looking uh, after this uh, season? Obviously, I want to start with Toronto. Toronto broke their biggest curse and they made it past the first round only to get swept by in the second round. <laughs> Uh, and they also went through a bit of a management change uh, as their new manager is Brad Trey Living. Yeah, that was kind of weird. And he wasn't allowed to be 
was it like on the floor at the draft, but because there was still kind of, uh, I don't know what they'd call it, conflict of interest between the Flames and the Leafs, but it's like, who gives a shit? I don't, I don't know what the whole holdup was, but he'll be good there. Toronto is going to win the Stanley Cup. We've, we can plan the parade, right? That's what everybody always says. <laughs> Jesus. If you're looking at Twitter, God, they're going to win the cup this year. But to be fair, they've made a lot of sandpaper additions as well as, um, you, you know, you know, their usual talent. And that's what's always kills them is they, they think that seven, $10 million players is going to win a Stanley Cup and it will never. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see for Toronto. That's for sure. I think Ottawa's looking up. They're impressive. I wish, I wish, uh, are they? I wish, I, well, I mean, they'll improve. I wish that whole ownership fiasco didn't light up because it just drew. Oh yeah. Right. It's like, like they're worth how much, how what's that bid on ownership looking like now? Is that still going I, on? I think it's quieted down because all of the f- like pizzazz blowing up the value and the visibility of the, the sale possibility, it scared off a potentially amazing owner in uh, Ryan Reynolds. And then yeah, it just started it did, entertaining like, and granted Snoop Dogg as an owner or part of an ownership group, I would have loved to see that too. But it just started to feel like, oh, I'm going to bid on the the Ottawa centers. And then the news cycle would focus on so-and-so's blah, 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 blah. And then it would just like, it became, remember, there's a game or there's a team that's got a building in the middle of fucking nowhere in Ottawa. And they need to seriously sort some shit out because they could be great. Yeah. It could be an amazing franchise, but there's there's a lot of things they need to fix to get to the elite status. So it's like, let's let's remember it's a hockey team, not a fucking reality show. <laughs> yeah. Um, Edmonton, Vancouver, Winnipeg. How's the rest of the West looking? I think Vancouver's still in a bit of a tailspin. I think Edmonton's going to be at, about what they were last year still threatening and it sours my mouth to say it but they'll be real good um I'm tr- does Edmonton stand a chance to maybe do better than they did th- this upcoming year because they the they got beat by Ve- they got embarrassed by Vegas fair but I think again like for them to get to that far with that team then they uh, now all realize they kind of belong there or could if they have the right I'm trying to remember if goaltending fucked them again last year because it certainly did the year before when it was Mike Smith and all that. Yeah, that disaster <laughs> like that was Jesus. Yeah. Uh, what about Connor McDavid? How's he? How's McDavid looking? I would say he'll. Uh, what was it like? His uh, it wasn't Gretzky record, but he definitely had what 140 or 50 points last season. That's out of this world. I just wish somebody would put a stick on his ribs or his hips. as as an old school defensive defenseman watching guys swipe their stick at a puck being moved around on the ice by the best puck handler in the league when they could reach for a guy who's got reachable hips and very reachable ribs with a stick when you extend it at high (laughs) speed towards one of those bones (laughs) no i just the lacrosse player in me says get a stick on him touch him up if he's going to score a highlight real goal, make sure he feels it. But uh, he's a very good player, <laughs> I got to say. And uh, how's Winnipeg looking? You know what? A total question mark because there's, I think, a lot of internal strife there too. I think there's a lot of just poisonous, char- not character, poisonous culture there in the dressing room that they're trying to get rid of. And so they'll they'll be 
I don't know. They'll float around and kind of see what happens next season, but it'll be, it won't be, uh, it won't be great. I don't think. Uh, lastly, the only team on the East we haven't talked about yet, Montreal. Who knows? I still think that Carey Price and Shea Weber play for them. I'm, I'm like, I haven't paid attention to them <laughs> in a while. Yeah, as a lot of other Canadians would say, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, especially us Western Canadians. Yeah, we see a lot. And then I like <laughs> it's just been there's been so much change there. They went from being like perennial favorite and Carey Price is going to backstop them to a Stanley Cup. And then it was like he's missing and Shea Weber like doesn't have a foot and might never walk again. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, what else do they have? I love Gallagher, but like, you know, he would just sort of be there or not there. And I can't name other players on that team. Well, you're better than me. I can't name a single player on that team. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add on the NHL that, before we head on into the bonus level and start closing things out? Because I've got nothing left to add. I think that's got it. I think I got everything. Uh, kudos to Lucic for his career as a flame. I'll miss him as a as a flame, but I think he looks better in the black and yellow. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it a uh, Kippersoft's jersey getting hung on the the Raptors? That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. I had to look, and like I kind of forgot about how good he was. Like I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, he like you know. But then you realize Daryl absolutely like ex- like one of his horses rode that horse to into the ground for i think what was it five straight seasons like he was his workhorse and he rode that guy and he performed and we always forget how good he was just because he didn't have much of a personality but i think that's got it for me on hockey all right well with that then it's time for us to head on into the bonus level a look ahead to gaming anniversaries one-on-one debates and weekly highlights here's this week's bonus level and starting off on this week's bonus level, we got this week in gaming history, July 31st to August 6th. Here's what happened in the past. On the 31st, 2009, worldwide sales of the PlayStation 3 reached 1 million units. On the 1st, 1992, Nintendo released Paper Mario Paint for uh, the video game and the mouse controller for the Super NES in North America. I remember playing that game. And, and uh, we're sorry, watching someone play that game and going, why, why, what, what are we doing? <laughs> we're painting <laughs> on the second in 93, Nintendo released the legend of Zelda links awakening for the game boy in North America. Played the, it, loved it on the third 2004 in software released doom three for windows in North America. On the 4th, 2009 Activision released Wolfenstein for the PlayStation three and 360 in North America. On the 5th, 1989, in Boston, Massachusetts, the SIGGRAPH show is held in uh, New Tech, showed off the new video toaster for the Amiga. Released price was to be 1595 And I looked it up. No, it's not an actual toaster with a video screen. I was going to ask you. It's not. It's something entirely different. I don't remember what it is, but it's not an actual toaster, and I was very disappointed when I found out. <laughs> Uh, and on the 6th, 1986, Metroid was released for the Famicom Disk System in Japan. We now get into our new segment this season in the bonus level, Head to Head, where I put two games in and our guest decides which one wins. And I'm like, well, I gotta go with sports games, but it's hard to pick specific ones. So I went for sports for EA Sport Game Series, the NHL Game Series versus the MLB Game Series. Which one takes it, John? 
Well, I feel like this is almost an episode in itself because you could do like you could break it down to whether it was like the, you know, Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey or all those like knockoffs or just (laughs) EA. Or you could go just the hockey games versus the baseball games like we'll have to return to this next year. But for the for brevity's sake, just because I'm thinking in my head, all you can do in baseball is hit a home run and catch a ball in NHL. At least you can fight, hit play season mode, all that stuff, play like three on three mode. I think there's a little more you can mess around with in uh, NHL. Okay. NHL takes it. Thank you for that one, John. Our deals of the week, starting off our epic free games, our Homeworld Remastered Collection and Severed Steel. Those are free until the 3rd of August. The Epic Games Summer Sale also ends on the 3rd of August. The Capcom Fighting Game Sale goes on until August 7th on Steam, and the Wholesome Games Celebration Sale is on Steam until the 7th of August as well. The Achievement of the Week is in the Expanse, the Telltale Series Data Collector, which is to find all the data logs in every episode and the game of the week is Baldur's Gate 3 people have been hyping this game up so much uh that it gets the game of the week spot and our final part of the bonus level the guest game recommendation so john if there's one game old new doesn't matter what it's from what game would you recommend to the audience you know it's funny i i i spent now that there's like ai and stuff i tried using ai to find an old game that i used to play when i lived in uh, a billet house and it was like i think it was pretty childish but uh it was called steel lancer arena international it was kind of like mech warrior-y it was like a playstation 2 i think it was kind of mech warrior but you travel around the world in like different classes of uh fighters that you'd have and like different wheels all that stuff that was super fun the, uh, the other one I actually have been diving into headfirst is uh, just gone back to Red Dead Redemption. Oh, classic. It, it's almost as good as Red Dead 2. Like I played that <laughs> and I, so I was like, oh no, this is going to be like the dollar store version with shitty graphics and no gameplay. It's it's good. I'm I'm loving it. All right. Well, that does it for another episode here in the Game Lounge. John, thank you once again for coming on out and uh, talking some sports. Thanks, buddy. Always a treat, man. It's always a uh, fun to I, I I learn more than I probably teach in terms of <laughs> games and sports, but for sure it's always fun to catch up, buddy. And man, I have to say, there's no one else I know that could do uh three years of this. We were talking before the show. So like this is uh this isn't as easy as people think. And and uh for you to kick keep doing it and keep kicking ass, I'm I'm blown away, man. Keep it three up. Three years a little more than three years and like a hundred uh, this is episode 136, I think. It's it's crazy, the, the amount of stuff. Uh, where can we find you on the internet, John? Oh, man. If you're looking for uh, right-wing media conservative... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, uh, my, <laughs> my, uh, my Twitter, which I have, just to, just to creep and find stories, CTV John F. And then uh, my Instagram, Flats Magats, two Ts on both Flats and Magats. All right. And of course, you can find me uh, at Tony's Game Lounge everywhere Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, and Threads. Uh, that You can find me. Just look up Tony's Game Lounge. Uh, also, be sure to check out our second YouTube channel, Tony's Game Lounge VODs at Tony's VOD Lounge. 
uh, where you can watch full streams of our Minecraft Pixelmon series and my playthrough of Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker as I'm finally starting the 6.0 expansion because I've been holding off on that for months, waiting to stream it as we were playing through the Ace Attorney trilogy. So now uh, you can watch all of these VODs there and also expect some more YouTube content, like a lot more YouTube content uh, down the future, uh, especially once this season of the podcast is over. Thank you once again, John. Oh, thanks, buddy. Again, always a pleasure. And uh, it's it's fun to be part of something that's uh, actually got wheels like this. <laughs> and thank you, the listener, for tuning in this week. We will be back next week with I don't really know who we've it's like one of the last two episodes I need to fill in with a guest. So it'll be a surprise to me as it will to you. We'll see you back. Be sure to like, share and follow the podcast wherever you're listening to this. And we will see you back here next week in the game lounge. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like, share, and follow the podcast wherever you're listening. And follow Tony on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.